Hi, my name is Afros, and I feel like imposter syndrome loves to rain on my parade. And it's just these voices in my head that tell me I am better off giving up or giving in instead of letting people down. And now these forces pull me in and make me stay in bed instead of getting up and convincing me that the morning's not my friend. And I know that I'm not the only one who's got these voices that they try to hide away. Recording in progress for episode number nine on the imposter syndrome podcast what's happening all my imposters thank you very much for joining me today on this episode uh i'm so excited for this one special guest joanna muhammad also known as afros is going to be on the show today talking about uh imposter syndrome but talking about imposter syndrome in multiple different ways not only just as an artist not only just as a teacher but also as a mom uh mom guilt is such a real thing such a, a thing that every single mom seems to seems to struggle with and deal with and uh we talk all about that on the podcast today with uh, much 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 more much more that's not english many more things uh and i'm very excited to talk to her today as for episode number nine how do i feel about imposter syndrome good question still like this is my venture on every single episode is to try to see if i can figure out what I actually feel about imposter syndrome. And uh, I still don't entirely know. I still don't entirely know. I'm still kind of flushing that out. What I do know about it is that uh, I'm starting, I don't know if this is this, uh, you know, knock on wood. Do I have anything that's real wood around here? I don't know. Um, Knock on wood. I don't know if it's starting to not pass, I think I might just be starting to get used to it. I'm starting to be okay with it. Um, putting myself out there and putting these these podcasts together and actually start, I'm editing them. I'm listening to them back now and I'm actually starting to be okay with how they sound. I, I actually like it. I love the conversation that we have with people. And uh, uh, this is kind of the first time in a while I'm doing a project that I have liked, uh, that I've liked the end result of this is the first time in a little while that's happened and uh, uh i think i'm excited for that still nervous to put it out there uh, i put out an instagram story yesterday uh kind of announcing that i'm going to be doing a podcast i haven't said much about it yet but i announced it and a lot of a lot of nice positive feedback of people being excited to hear what it is them still having no idea what it is at all whatsoever so I, I, I'm I'm to that point now where I'm at like nervous, excited. I'm nervous. Uh, do I want to vomit? Yep. But I'm excited. And uh, uh, this is good. This is a feeling I haven't felt in quite a while. This is something that I used to feel back in the day when I was performing. And uh, uh, as much as touring and, and, and stuff like that wasn't really for me anymore at a, at a certain point in time, I missed having this feeling. I missed having this feeling of putting an idea together and then being nervous, excited about putting it out there. 
And uh, this seems to be it. Do I still desire to be a professional podcaster? I don't know. But my imposter syndrome sure tells me that that's the next step I have to be now. <laughs> it's telling me it's like, you want to do this? Fine. Now you got to be the best one ever. Um, which is not the case. But what I do want to do is I want to take this and expand it a little more. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Once I kind of had interviewed the numbers of people that I had thought that I wanted to have on here, I wasn't really sure what else to do with it. I'd get to like episode 10, 12, whatever. And then it would just be done. And I didn't want to do that. I like these conversations. I like talking to people about this. I like surrounding myself with other like-minded people who also struggle with this and, and, and talking ourselves through the process, talking ourselves down uh, off the ledge. So I want to expand this to, to more people at all different levels of success. It, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're first starting out, if you're just breaking in, or if you've been, you know, doing this for a long time on, on a, a good solid level, it does not matter who you are. Everyone seems to struggle with this concept. And uh, I think that's, that's possibly where I'm going to be focusing this onto uh, uh, next is really kind of branching out to not just musicians, but comedians, people in the industry, actors, actresses, like just everybody. Um, and, and of all different levels and and seeing where that takes me. I think one of the things I, I've tried to tell myself in the past is if I have a creative idea and I start seeing it through, as I'm seeing it through, if not if there aren't challenges that come up, because there's going to be challenges that will come up for sure. That's that's not an that's not an if, it's a when. Um but if things are flowing, just go with that flow. That's the whole concept of go with the flow. Uh, go with it. Keep going. Keep doing it. There's no reason that this has to stop. There's plenty enough people to talk to. And even if people enjoy this, even if they don't enjoy listening to it, I'm enjoying talking to these people. And these people seem to enjoy talking to me about this as well. Uh, so I want to keep that going. So that's where my head is at with imposter syndrome right now. I still don't know but I sure as hell want to keep going. And that has been a long time since I have said that. So I'm excited that that is where my focus and where my brain wants to be at right now. Uh, and I'm going to continue following down that process. But for now, this has to stop this madness right now because we have to get to this episode on today's episode of Imposter Syndrome. I want to welcome my guest, Afros. Thank you so much for being here. It has been very difficult, um, sort of just like believing in myself enough mm -hmm. to want to put myself out there. Um, I, I experience impost imposter syndrome in like different areas of my life all right so not only professionally like as a musician but as a mom yeah as, you know as as and and those two areas they kind of like feed into each other a bit ever since i became a mom yeah and um you know like imposter syndrome with regard to like my art and creating and stuff like that I found that I 
I found that I, I, I feel like washed up or I feel like what's the point. And I think society has a lot to do with that and how time they, is passed basically. Yeah. How they treat women yes. in general, how we treat women in general in society. And, and um, yeah, it's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of even like trying to make music still and well, when I should be a mom, like when I should. And yeah, there's an interesting aspect where um, a mentor of mine that I'm gonna have on later uh, she's a university professor and she's like, great. We'll have all this conversation. Here's some stuff to look up in the meantime. And I was like, okay, great, cool. This is going to be a great conversation as I fix my camera. Here. Uh, <laughs> she sends me this stuff where the people who coined the term imposter syndrome to women back in 1978, when the first paper came out and they actually don't believe imposter syndrome is a real thing anymore. And they want to recoin the term they are starting to call it imposter phenomenon and they actually believe a big portion of what is considered imposter syndrome is actually white male dominated society because a lot of people who experience it are women women of color all these things where in in society it's very gatekeeping and it tries to keep women out and if they're not doing it the way that they're doing it then they then you might feel like you're doing it wrong or you get there and then you feel like you don't deserve to be like all of those things. And I'm, I'm having to do a ton of reading and research to get my knowledge up on it. But that's, that's something that was brought to my attention that I never, it just never came to mind. Yeah. That that's like significant because that kind of shows like where it's rooted and it's like rooted in the patriarchy and like white supremacy. Yeah. Legit. You know, that like things uh, by design to keep us feeling as if we're, we reach the gate, but we can't get in, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and with or if the you have gotten in, you yeah. feel like you've snuck in and you've tricked people. Yeah, exactly. Like where, you know, you get a seat at the table and then you're like, oh my God, why am I here? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's something, um, I feel like I've experienced that my whole life. Um, to varying degrees. I've never felt, and I think that that's rough because even though I believe so much in my art and what I want to say with it and who I want to inspire with it, mm -hmm. I feel like it really hinders me from like really believing that I've got this, you know, there are days where I feel very confident in my abilities mm -hmm. as a mom, as a, as a creative. And I'm like, okay, you're like, you're crushing it. You're doing well. But like those moments are fleeting. And I want to like, I want to change that, like that yeah. the balance, you know, like where it's like imposter syndrome all the time and a little like glimpse of, <laughs> of joy and belief. I want to flip that. And, mm -hmm. and, um, I haven't quite, figured it out yet i don't really know if it'll change like i i don't know i don't know if i've just been designed this way so here's the thing that i've noticed recently um so the, the first thing right off the bat and this is something that jenna and i've talked about so many times mom guilt is a real thing it is 110 it's a real thing um even if people don't mean it to be it absolutely is somebody could just be giving you pleasant advice and you might take it as like oh no i'm fucking ruining everything <laughs> like yeah. it's a very real thing right so that's that's a big part of it i've noticed with this podcast that 
when I first started, it was, I'd look at my students and go, listen, if we work hard, there's so much we can achieve. And they're like, yeah, you too. I'm like, nope, not me. I'm terrible. I'm horrible. And I don't deserve anything. And as I'm doing this podcast and exposing myself to other people who also suffer with this, I'm finding that the narrative in my brain changes. So before it was, who would care about being on this podcast? Nobody. Then uh, your episode number nine that I've now recorded in the last wow. week. And all of a sudden, it's like my brain went, okay, who would really care to watch? And then people, I posted yesterday about it, and people were like, oh, I'll listen, I'll listen. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you want to be doing this? Fine. You have to be the best podcast ever in existence. <laughs> but it just seems like that imposter is this big, gigantic, scary monster yes. that tries to scare you. But if I step forward, it steps back. It, it shows yeah. that it's not afraid of the thing. It's just afraid. Oh my God. I just got like, uh, I just got like chills down my throat. <laughs> like, that's like such a perfect way to express how it feels. It's like you, it, it's this love. You reach this certain uh, step, this certain level and you're like, okay, I'm here. And then there's always something. Oh my there's God, always yeah. some voice. There's always something that you're not doing right mm -hmm. or can't do and and it's just like yeah it's it's scared it's fear it's it's that's the that is the monster yes yes yeah. and the and the only imposter is not you but the voice in itself yeah absolutely it, it constantly tells you the things that you can't do or the things that aren't worth it or whatever else and you know arguably you and I both have been doing this for enough time that I think the evidence is out that it's like, we can call ourselves musicians. We can call ourselves yeah. teachers, call ourselves those things and yeah. not have to think like, do I deserve that? Yeah, <laughs> I think we yeah. do. Yeah. I remember. Okay. So I have like a couple examples of like just recent things that happened where I was just like, I'm not worthy of this or whatever. Um, so, okay. The first one is like, when I became a mom, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> now, prior to becoming pregnant and all of that, I did not know anything about babies. Yep. Like, you know how there are some people that like, they babysat, they know babies, they've changed a diaper. I had never done any of those <laughs> things. I never even considered myself like someone maternal and nurturing. And I just, I just didn't, think of myself in those ways and yeah. not not for like anything like not for bad reasons it's just didn't ever think of myself that way right mm -hmm. and so when I found out I was pregnant I was just like oh my god like I don't know what I'm doing like I literally don't know what I'm doing then I had I had my baby well she's not a baby anymore she's yeah. three <laughs> um and I just remember feeling I, I did suffer with postpartum anxiety. So that yes. is something that happened where I was like, and, and postpartum depression, you hear a lot about, you don't hear as much about postpartum anxiety, but it is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I am someone that, that is an anxious pers person. And like, I have anxiety even like prior to my, my uh, pregnancy and all that um functioning anxiety. yeah <laughs> but I'm a thinker I'm a worrier I'm a like there's always a script going there's always stuff happening in the in my head and um 
Yeah. And it feel uh, like the anxiety sort of like intensified after I gave birth. And there are reasons for that. Like there's hormonal reasons. There's all chemistry, like, um, reasons why that happens. Um, and I remember just feeling like I just did not know what the hell I was doing. And Mm -hmm. I, for the most part, she was fine. Like, yeah. There was I, I was doing it, but not believing I was doing a good job or like, and just like all these intrusive thoughts would come in my, into my brain. And I, I was like, it was scary at times where it's like, I would just imagine the worst possible scenario happening yes. to this innocent baby. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I cannot believe my brain went there. Like, she's gonna fall down like the eight stories of our the window and oh yeah right yeah and and you can't like justify like sense with it like you're just kind of like why am i going there and i couldn't stop it sometimes there were like really hard moments where i was just like this is too much for me and it mellowed out so that was kind of like anxiety tied in with imposter syndrome feeling as if i didn't know what i was doing i'm a i'm a shite mom like other moms have it together plus i didn't have a community where i could go like i had her in the thick of lockdown like april 2020 and we were in lockdown everyone was freaking scared and like myself included and you know like there was that anxiety that went along with it and just feeling like I didn't even have like really like a support system that could help me mentally I felt um so I felt like I was drowning a little bit in that period yeah and the imposter syndrome didn't help (laughs) (laughs) the becoming becoming a mom in that sense like I know from becoming a dad where it it has that moment where when they passed our, our our first kid off to us I just held him and I was like cool that's a cute baby. Whose is this? <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is yeah. mine. Um, but I do find with like, with Jen, for instance, the thing that we've talked about so many times when, when uh, Jen had preeclampsia, when she had Lincoln, she had it again with the twins, but it developed into what's called help syndrome. And the problem is, is for both of those, the symptoms are pregnant. <laughs> like it's swollen feet, it's headache, it's the things that you just have when you're pregnant and i find with jen what kind of started her issue with doubting herself is that doctors don't validate your concerns very well like if you had postpartum anxiety and start talking about things like yeah that's normal see ya and there's out the door you go right um and there's not enough people talking about those things jen posts about health syndrome all the time which i think is great uh, but it, there definitely needs to be more of a conversation so that way women going into pregnancy know that it's not just this, you go in, have a baby and then have some doubts. Like it's, it's a lot harder than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I try and relay that information to friends of mine that are mm. like pregnant and are about to become new parents, mom and dad, like both of them, you know? So, so they know kind of what to expect because it's not talked about it because no. we're not really like drawing attention to it. I, I was under the care of a midwife team, which was lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember it was very validating actually. And I, it did help a lot to hear those words in that moment. Um, 
so they do like home visits after give birth. So they do it on day three, five, and like seven. I always remember that because it's a triad, you know, because we're we're nerds. <laughs> We're um, <nerds. laughs> and uh, I, I think it was like day seven. And I don't know if you remember this with like Lincoln, but like in those like in that first like week postpartum, like Jen body was probably it was like a roller coaster right like because a postpartum woman newly postpartum it's like hormones are leaving the body hormones are entering the body the chemicals are shifting and changing and you're like getting rid of so much like fluid in your body Mm -hmm. like and you're there's so much happening and I felt in that seventh day I like felt like I was like losing my mind or something yeah and I remember and my midwife coming to check on me at home. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I know, honey. She's mm-hmm. like, I know, honey. It's very, very hard. And I just want you to know you're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. You're doing so good. And it's going to get better. And it's just like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. You know, I didn't necessarily want to hear it from my husband. <laughs> like, you don't know what I'm going through. Um, but just to hear it from someone that like really knew and, and just like deals in the business of <laughs> pregnancy and yeah. after birth and all that. But just to, for her to be like, I know, like it's she was just like, it's it's too hard. Like, I really wish it wasn't like this, you know, mm-hmm. and she just got it. And I was just like thank you like okay i don't feel like i'm failing i just Mm -hmm. needed to hear these words and i think we need to hear that as women in general especially as new moms especially as moms yeah no matter new or old moms like (laughs) (laughs) i cannot advocate enough for mommy groups mommy group meetups like toronto that's a big thing in niagara it's not great um but there's like jen had a mommy group where she went to and yes did she want to hear it from me that you should be okay no (laughs) not at all uh in fact the first week we had a discussion the one night she's laying there and then she's like i just want you to know that i think i'm dying and you can have all my stuff and i need you to take care of and she was like fully prepared that's like this is the end in that first week and once she started going to mommy groups and talking to other moms who were like, oh yeah, no, that's a, I, I totally felt that. Uh, all of a sudden she started to be like, validation. This yeah. is so important. Yes, yes. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's especially important to hear that when you first become a mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I needed, I definitely needed to hear that, those words from my, my, my midwife. The, the thing that I felt like I really missed out on in my postpartum, oh, my newly postpartum journey was, yeah, the mom group. It's, mm-hmm. we, were, we weren't allowed to like meet up. We weren't even allowed <laughs> to be our family, yeah. you know, like nothing. So it's just like all of these things that I was actually looking forward to because you remember I had gotten pregnant and we weren't in a pandemic. No. Like we were still like, you know, seeing each other weekly and all yeah. that together and so none of us like thought like that was gonna happen so that all together just like 
when it shifted into this like crazy pandemic time lockdown, I was just like, oh, now I've been robbed of this like experience yeah. that I wish I could have had. And um, I still kind of grieve it a little bit just because, sure. you know, like it would have been nice to like have that support. But I, I actually ended up inviting like my best friend into my bubble and my mom and, and mm -hmm. dad my bubble because I was just like I can't do this I can't do this with just me and Ryan Ryan had to go back to work he's you yeah. know TC and essential service at the time and and so there was all that fear and anxiety there like we have a newborn it was just like a mess yeah. so <clears throat> I needed that support and and being able to just like be like guys I need you <laughs> was you know huge because I I have trouble even asking for help Okay, so that's a that's such a huge thing that I think a lot of people who struggle with this imposter phenomenon have such a difficulty doing. They're like, I got this, I got it all, and like they they don't. And it's it's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, we feel like we're putting other people out if we ask for it. I know. I don't really know what that. And I find that people that experience imposter syndrome although i feel like a lot of us do you know mm -hmm. we don't talk about it enough um we are are high functioning individuals yes. like we're not we're not like you know what i mean like we have great jobs like we're very outgoing or or you know no one would guess mm -hmm. hide it very very well um in plain sight so yes. that is kind of like the the invisible sort of um the invisible monster if you yeah like it, it, it's it's that thing where we're you know like we're thinking it but we're not showing it um yeah and and that's hard like because then we don't we don't open up and we don't share and then we don't know and then we feel alone it's a yes it's a vicious cycle it's a vicious cycle and, and that's what i want with this i want to literally point out that it's like imposters here here's mine it's been hiding but it's here and then for you to give that that open to be like oh okay yeah so i have one too and then everyone else listening to this conceit be like oh they have one maybe i can talk about it. and just let everybody know that it's like we all feel like we're just you know flaming planes falling out of the sky at all points in time we always do i know when i first got to the school uh and and met the three of you uh the three of you loveliest people loveliest people the most supportive people i couldn't have been more terrified of all three of you because <laughs> like coming in you and lizzie you had you'd gone to school for music you had these backgrounds navon had this major background everything and i to me felt like i was just this person who spent their time as a kid sweating on people screaming at them in an audience <laughs> and I was like, what, what do I have to bring to this? I have, I have nothing to bring to this. And it wasn't until far later on that I, what I realized I did. Yeah. But like I, in the beginning was when uh, our boss talked about taking on students. So like, you can take on a few, we'll keep it small. And I was like, no, no, I'll take on everybody. And all of a sudden I was up to 40 after two weeks. And then after a year of 72 students all at once. And that's where it hides in plain sight. Cause you look at it and you're like, wow. He's doing so much and all of it is because i feel like i'm trying to validate that i deserve it <laughs> yeah i mean i i think for the record you're phenomenal and <laughs> i yeah no absolutely and there's so many things that 
you know, like there would be students of mine that come in, they're talking to me about stuff. I'm like, you need to talk to Matt. Like, I don't know what you're doing in my class. Like, <laughs> you should take lessons with Matt. And I think I may have even like referred some students to you because I think like, you know, you what you bring to the table is something that I don't bring to the table. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing to be able mm -hmm. to like be in a, in a, you know, to teach at a school or be in an environment where like we all kind of have our little special yeah. specialties and like, and and that's a beautiful thing. So, I mean, it's crazy to hear you say that. I, although <laughs> I feel like I have heard you say that. Yes. You've told, expressed that to me in the past. And yes. it's wild to me to hear it. But I, because of, I'm someone that also experiences imposter syndrome, like I get it. Yes. Like and, I get why you feel that way. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that like, uh, first off, one of the things that I'm learning more and more about this podcast is the concept where there's the fake it till you make it thing. Mm -hmm what I've begun to realize is that it's not about faking it till you make it because what happens when you're faking it, you're learning, you're figuring it out. Right. So it's not fake it till you make it. It's learn it till you make it is, is legitimately Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. Oh my God. Okay. This just brought up another thing that like, <laughs> I didn't even talk about the second thing, but yeah, go, go, go. Um, this, this just came to my mind. Cause like when you were like, I took on all this, like, Ugh work like to learn to like and that is maybe the the uh, antidote like maybe that's what it is that's the solution it's just like well you're feeling this like this fear this thing that's like oh god i'm like beyond my i'm i'm just uh, mm -hmm. like maybe the 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 key is to just like learn you know yeah. so okay this is my story so go for it go for it uh, I remember my first year at Humber, Humber College, uh, and I went to Humber College straight out of high school. So, and you know, if there's like the whole like big fish in the small pond, like I had, you know, I had gone to music, private music school before I'd mm -hmm. done like Kiwanis competitions and stuff and like, you know, felt very strong in my vocal ability. And, you know, in terms of like, traditional training like i had some theory and stuff like that but like what i wasn't prepared for was first of all the humber environment is like insane because of like how I, like how focused it is on jazz and jazz theory and jazz harmony and jazz ear training which i had like i was classically trained that's those were my fun that was my foundation so I go into my first year, I'm 18, you know, <laughs> and most people in first year were like in their twenties already because mm -hmm. they had taken a, either like a, a year off high school or they, they, they were like on their second degree or diploma or whatever, yeah. you know, they had, they had other schooling and they were older and they were coming into this program and, and they were very talented. And, and, and I was just like, I felt, and I, I remember going to the auditorium and seeing some of the third years and the fourth years doing their uh, masterclass performances. And they've got a band up there and they're singing. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've <laughs> never done this. Like I am beyond my depths here. Like, this is just like, this is crazy. Um, and I remember thinking, okay, well, 
I don't know if you can do this, Joanna. Like, is this like, I don't think you can do it. So first the imposter syndrome happened and mm-hmm. I was I want to quit. Yeah. I'm going to quit. Like I can't. And then summer break happened and I was just like, no, screw this. Like I deserve to be there. I'm going to just go back to my like rudiments one and two theory book. I'm going to go back to my uh, RCM one, two, three, four piano books. And I literally that summer, I remember Mm -hmm. this well that summer i sat down every day and just would like read through these books and like try to relearn because prior to that like my rcm training or whatever like i did a lot of faking it like because of my ears (laughs) so like i would always like see like you know like my piano teacher would show me and i'd always i've always had good ears like that was like i feel that the calling card yeah so and and so the theory part of it and sight singing part or sight reading part of it didn't come so naturally to me. Mm-hmm. It didn't compute. So I went back and I started to relearn everything. And I just like, I came back second year and I remember someone saying, uh, someone in my in my year, like we did a masterclass performance and, and they were like, whoa, what did you eat over the summer? Like you ate some Wheaties, like, you know, so I came back and I like, I was like, came back strong. And I kind of feel like maybe when you're young, like there's that, like, um, a bit of that, like pride, like that, that sure. ambition there. So I think that really, really motivated me back then. Would that happen now? I'm not sure. No, we're all uh, too tired. <laughs> we're too tired, man. I'm tired. Like I ain't learning shit. Like enough. <laughs> I paid my dues. I so that's what I mean. Like I did it when I was young. Like I I kind of like so that now I can just like not have to go back to the drawing. <laughs> it is oh. it is such a real thing, and and I I've talked with some other people where like I remember at one point in time I had. Uh, uh, music I had to submit for something. I had an audition I was doing for a YTV TV show that I was beyond uh, audition board. And then I had two final projects as well. And I stayed up for four days straight. I, I couldn't stay up for, for, I barely stayed up for four hours <laughs> at this point. And like four days, I'm like, holy, how did I do that? And like, yes, there's a certain amount of like pride having to like prove yourself, whatever. That is hard to do as you get older. Uh, I- yeah. And this is, it's, it's that funny thing where I do, there's this concept in imposter syndrome where people say, use it as fuel to push you forward. And although it, it can, I think in a lot of cases, it hinders more than anything. If you look at it as, oh, you don't, you want to prove that you're not an imposter, work hard. Well, I, I think that's, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody's shoulders. When I first got it to the school, um, I would teach whatever. And then I would come home. I had bought medical textbooks. Like I had bought like things. So I'm researching anatomy. I'm watching like all of these YouTube videos. I watched like uh, surgeries. I watched so many things to like understand how the voice worked Yeah. Uh, for hours and hours and hours. I, I told this story to, I think I told this to Lizzie when I first got hired at the school, uh, <laughs> our boss had said, can you play the scales? And I went, you bet. And he went, okay, I'll need a recording of that uh, by tomorrow. And okay. And I went home 
and I like tried to work them out and I got them and I did the same thing. I played by ear. I brought scales up online. I figured yeah. it out and I didn't, I wasn't quite good. So I just brought up a recording program, went bah, record, bah, record, bah. And then I just lined them all up and sent it to him. And he's like, is this you playing? You bet. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you start in two weeks. And then I spent two weeks hammering for like 12 hours a day, just yeah. playing, 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 playing so much. Cause I was like, I need to prove to be here. I need, I need to prove that I deserve to be here. Did I have to try so hard? I don't know. <laughs> like, I think it's part I, of how, who I am. I think that's it too. Like, I think it couples into like your work ethic in general. Mm. Um, I think if, it, if you're someone that's just like, eh, then <laughs> it's like, it wouldn't, but you are someone that like, you're keen on learning. And, and I guess like, maybe there's like, there's like motivation there to prove something, but there's also a curiosity. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a massive curiosity to it of, of understanding the mechanics. Yeah, and I feel like that's so healthy, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I feel like I'm the same way, like, where, I don't know, it's just like, I don't know if it's just my personality trait, but, like, if I don't understand something, like, I will just research it. Like, I'll just look yeah. it up and just so I could, like, get it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's like, I wouldn't rest. I can't rest if I don't know. <laughs> okay, but see, there's a big part of it, like... I think one thing that that kind of struck me personally is in the beginning teaching take on everybody can i do this you bet can i do that you bet and then uh there was within the school the whole conversation of the black lives matter movement right and all of a sudden i had this moment where i sat there and i was like why am i taking on r&b students i've never done it i don't right. sing it i don't listen to it I'm trying to prove that I'm, I'm good enough to do anything. And I'm right. taking away the opportunity for someone like you, someone like Navon, someone like these people to be able to do them who, who do this. Yeah. And it all of a sudden made me realize I'm like in the midst of trying to make it seem like I know everything, I am robbing this person of their opportunity and I'm mm -hmm. taking away an opportunity from someone like yourself or Navon. And it started to make me realize I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't need to be good at everything right that's not a thing that i need to be i need to be yeah. good at the thing and then what's the thing i bring to the table and that's when i started to realize i'm like it's it's okay if i don't do style technique is my thing and that's fine yeah because i'm happy with that yeah no i i think that that's like such a good light bulb moment to have and i think it's like when you when you get older too like i think you're able to like fine tune mm -hmm the things that you want to take on, or that's the hope is that you don't take every single thing that comes your way because like we're not like right out of college or like right out of like high school or we're, and life is hard and busy and we have kids and like it's like you kind of have to like be okay with picking and choosing what yeah it's your life what motivates you and inspires you and 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 be okay with saying no to things too because and that doesn't mean it's a missed opportunity or that that opportunity will never come again or whatever like because that's scarcity mindset right yes. like where we we think if we don't say yes to this person or this gig or this blah 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 then we're gonna we're gonna lose out we're gonna lose mm -hmm. out and it's just like nah man like you're just creating space for to invite the things that you do want into your life and yes. that 
has been a huge, huge over the course of the last three years. I've like quit like two bands. Like I've, I've, I've said no. I've started to be okay with saying no. I'm starting yeah. to be okay with saying no. Just like when I say yes to something, I either have to a like like the music or mm -hmm. like the person or you know, it's a really good payday. <laughs> if I really don't like the gig, it better damn well be like, <laughs> worth it. Um, you know, or a combination of those three. Like, it, it, like because like for me, I don't want to sit like wear myself thin mm -hmm. by by saying yes to every single thing. And it might not even be a good fit for me because sometimes opportunities come and I'm like this would better be suited for this person. Like, why yeah. don't you ask them? And, you know, I would like that. I would like the paycheck, but uh, no, I, I've been, I've started to be okay with like, with, with reducing and working, not harder, but just like working smarter. In smarter. A way. That, that seems to be where they, they talk about wisdom comes with age as, mm. as, as a, as a childhood punk rocker, I was like, nah, fuck the man, fuck age, uh, I know everything. Uh, and then as you start getting older, it's not that being older, you know everything. You just kind of become more wiser to like, oh, I can say no? Oh, great, I'm gonna say no to this. I, I'm not missing out on anything. I'm just not doing this one. Other stuff will come. I cannot pass this without, without bringing up the fact that you toured with my childhood idol. <laughs> like, like rain Maida was was the guy i looked up to it's the person that when i would perform jen would look at me and be like you need just a little less rain in your face like because like you see him when he when he sings and he's got like that that big smile and stuff and like or that big that big expression and i would have that because that's where i base it all off of um and then of course there's chantelle who is just a powerhouse i know, I know. <laughs> together oh so, yeah yeah, what, that, what was... that whole story is insane. But like, yeah, again, I was just like, are you sure? Like imposter syndrome on 100. I still don't believe it happened. I was just like, are you sure you want me? Like, is this a prank? <laughs> <laughs> are you really shy? Like, it was like, yeah. before I went on tour with them, like I had a call with her and like, I'm like, is this really you? She's like, no, <laughs> she's like, it's me. It's me. I swear to you. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, like that was like an that was that was wild and i still in a weird way um feel like that was like i don't know i, I didn't deserve that opportunity or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. i don't know it's just like strange things happen in life and yes. that was one of them <laughs> it's it's reminding yourself and, and this is something i have to remind myself all the time and this is kind of like one of the ways that i try to deal with imposter syndrome is the fact that when an opportunity comes up and you think like, yeah, me, I don't think so. There's so many other people who should do this. If an opportunity presents itself, you deserve it because if you didn't, it simply wouldn't be there. For instance, no blue Jays coach is knocking on my door, asking me to pitch the next game because I'm terrible at sports and I never tried to learn how to pitch. If I had spent my entire life pitching right. and working and all these things. And then obviously with industry luck is a, is a small piece of it as well. Right. Then if they did, makes sense. But that opportunity doesn't come knocking on my door. Of course it doesn't because I haven't earned it nor do I deserve it. So if it did, you do deserve it because if you didn't, it simply would not have been there. They would not have contacted you. 
yeah, you know, that it's, it's really, really good to be reminded of that. Like I, yeah, the story of it is crazy too. Like, because of, she was, I told you this, right? Yeah. 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 She was on her way to the airport. She heard one of my songs on CBC, liked it, liked the message, went through the trouble of just like <laughs> trying Finding to find you. Yeah. And she's like, do you know how hard it was to like track me down? <laughs> so that's, that was her, that was the first problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like going through the trouble to like track me down. And I was just like, wow, I, it was hard to accept that, that sort of care and attention and, and all that, that the trouble that she went through. Yeah. Um, and uh but but then you know i sit with that experience and and just that story in general and it was just like such a good reminder for me to and even to hear you say like yeah no that opportunity existed because it it's there for you and it's you deserved it like it mm -hmm. it was meant for you yes and I, yeah i i i do believe that i do believe that and i just like but it's like such a wild story that it just like doesn't like it's it, hard to convince yourself of it yeah yeah so here's here's something lizzie and i talked about uh the other day and it's the concept of think of it this way you're working with a student okay you're teaching them you're teaching them to sing whatever if they think if they sit there and go like uh, I, I don't think i'll ever get this like it, you know will i ever be good if i've never sang before could i be good what do you say to them I, I ask them, one of the first things I, I would ask them is like, do you love, do you love music? Like, do you mm -hmm. love it? Like, is the love, the joy, does it bring you joy? Does it bring you happiness? Yeah. Like, that's your answer. Mm -hmm. And simple. I, I always tell people like, think of it. What's one plus one? And they'll say two. I'm like, great. At some point in time in your life, you did not know that answer. Mm. and you had learned it it's all a process like these are all just intricate muscles and and yeah. whatever that you're learning how to maneuver and strengthen all these things so at first yeah you're going to sound terrible you're going to sound like a dying bird and that's fine it it through strengthening conditioning practicing stuff like this it does get better but the whole concept is that when they're going through that process and they're hard on themselves they're not getting it they're whatever this that we constantly are practicing this positive affirmation to them because we're like yeah you're doing great keep going or that was a good take you know okay i understand that take wasn't as great let's break it down and yeah you, you practice all the time but then when it comes to yourself you're like oh no i can't do it because i suck <laughs> i know I, I like honestly that is one of the biggest blessings that i've found with teaching uh, how much it teaches us about ourselves mm. but to it to be kinder to ourselves. I'm like, you know, you're being so kind to the student because they deserve all the kindness and, and guidance in the world. And like, why are you not doing that for yourself? So. Why are you so hard on yourself? So I've definitely found that teaching has been like the greatest teacher for me to like teach myself kindness and grace and patience and all those things. Just like, you know, I, I love teaching for that reason. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of the hugest reasons why I love teaching. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a big part that I've I've learned in myself is being able to be more like patient with myself and and whatnot. What I, I kind of think to myself, I'm like, okay, so if a student was going through this, what would you tell them? 
say the same thing to yourself. And what would the student say in response? The student say in response, no, that's not true. This will never happen. That's the same thing your brain is doing. It's just trust the process. Trust that process. Exactly. Which That's is hard to do. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's very, very hard to do. And it's hard, it's hard to do because of 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 those like voices of of imposter syndrome. Because it's just like, you know, if we listen to that, those voices, you just wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't yeah. do anything. No, you would do you would do nothing at all. And then you would rob yourself the joy of all these things that even though you might think to yourself like, oh, I've got this opportunity, CBC Music, for instance, I like performing on there. Like, yeah. oh, this opportunity, I don't deserve this. However, if you rob yourself of that, like that's so much joy you can look back on in your life and be like, oh my God, I did that, that's crazy. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I, I think for myself, like I'm constantly having to affirm and reaffirm and I think, you know, it's like with your podcast, like with talking about this very thing, um, just talking about it, you know, like the, yes. the reason you reached out to me was because you saw me post something in my Instagram stories mm -hmm. where I literally was just like, yeah, it's hard for me to like accept this thing, this calling that on my life, because I, I do suffer from imposter syndrome and, and, and. I, I make myself small sometimes because I don't want other people to like feel bad. That yeah. has been a lifelong thing that I've struggled with. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you this. Um, I reached out to you on Instagram, but the reason why I reached out to you on Instagram is because when I thought of this podcast, so part of my issue is I, I have bipolar disorder. So when I was like, I'm going to do a podcast, my bipolar disorder went great you know, book nine episodes and do them in a week. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it all. Uh, but when I was making a list of like, who do I want to have on this? You, Navon, Lizzie were the first three names I put oh, down. I love that. Yeah. You were the first three names I put down where it's like, I have to have them on. Our conversations are fantastic. I respect the hell out of all three of you. I am so proud of everything that you have done all your achievements. I think your voice has so much to offer, not only just singing, but just you and your mind in general um, to to everybody. And that's 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 the reason why I wanted to reach out in the first place. Oh, that means so much, Matt. I mean, the feeling is so, so mutual. Like, I think the four of us, like, that was a special time. Mm -hmm. Call us the Fab Four, you know? <laughs> that's what we were. And it's so weird because it seems like such a, a longer time in my head when in reality it was only a few years it wasn't yeah it wasn't that long ago it wasn't that long ago it does feel like another time yeah yeah it and it, like it felt like it was something that was like oh we we worked together for like 20 years and it was like for four or five and it's funny because those things come into your life and they go but there's there's a lot you 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 gain and develop like i don't think i would be as confident as i am if it wasn't for the three of you and and talking I don't think just myself down from a ledge, but all of our uh, talking, all of us down from a ledge at times. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't, I can't describe the amount of times Navon and I were drunk on King Street, <laughs> just complaining about whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's all of those things. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, this is, this is what this is. And I cannot Thank you enough for taking the time out to be on here. This is Oh my gosh. Matt, this was such a beautiful conversation. And like yeah. I'm so so honored that like you took the time to reach out and just to like 
reconnect too. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool that you asked the other, the other two to be on it. And like, I can't wait to see and hear this podcast and hear like what other people have to say. I think you're doing incredible work, man. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, when I came across your, cause again, again, I'm new to TikTok and stuff. When I came across your channel, I was like, oh my God, Matt, like, <laughs> this is so good like you're you're killing it and and you know just to like talk about this stuff and 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 build this community and help to make us feel it's gonna make us feel less alone that's it yeah so thank you thank yes. you for this this is it's my pleasure i i hate people having to struggle alone i love that people are pushing themselves to do things that they enjoy that brings them purpose that brings them all of this and I, I hate to see people lose out on that light just because shit's hard and we don't talk about stuff so yeah. really pointing a spotlight on this was I, it was it's necessary for people it was necessary for me as well um my narrative is starting to get better sort of questionable uh but uh yeah that's I'm uh, I'm happy to do this well we're all a work in progress you know what I mean and I think it's true yeah I think we don't have to have it all figured out right no, now because we are all just learning it until we make it. I whatever, love that. Whatever make it means. I don't know. Oh man. I, I'm going to use that. I am going to use that. I love that. <laughs> that is, that is a tasty morsel right there. And it's just these voices in my head that tell me I am better off giving up or giving in instead of letting people down. And now these forces pull me in And make me stay in bed instead of getting up And convincing me that the morning's not my friend And I know that I'm not The only one who's got These voices that they try